Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. And now, here is Walter Bingham. Hello and welcome to the program for October 25th, 2022, just one week before Israel goes to the polls to elect a new government. It is also the last day of the month of Tishri in the year 5783 in the Hebrew calendar. When you hear talk of superpowers, which countries come to mind? The US or China or perhaps Russia? But isn't the greatest superpower the Internet? It has already changed our world and is still doing so every day. It allows you to meet and hear from people in Israel and many corners of the globe which you would otherwise never have met. So, the Walter Bingham File is proud to bring Israel and the Jewish world into your home and all of it is archived on our website and other platforms to hear at any time. I am Walter Bingham and I'm sure you listened to last week's show that was an exclusive interview with the U.S. Ambassador to Israel, Thomas Knights. In case you missed it, it is archived on the Walter Bingham file page of our website, where it's available on demand. And in the very near future, I hope to bring an interview with a known personality who will reply to Ambassador Knights. Today, before I shall talk about anything else, I must tell you about the shock I had as I got up one morning last week and heard the news from which I've not yet recovered. In my long life, I've seen many maneuvers of politicians to gain votes, and although I often disagreed with their policies, I always respected everyone as a person. This has changed yesterday, when I realized that Yair Lapid is a traitor to the Jewish people. In order to get the votes from the Arab sector for his Yeshatit party in the forthcoming general election, he groveled almost with his face on the floor, stressing Muslim rights on the Temple Mount and promised that he will not allow Jewish prayer on our holiest site. I want to be careful how I express myself, but that man is not worthy to be accepted as a Jew and should be prohibited from being counted as a member of a minyan, a prayer quorum, and he should be excommunicated for having brought those words over his lips. He apologized for what he called the neglect of the Arab sector by previous governments, particularly Netanyahu's, in the past 12 to 15 years. He singled out the failure of providing housing for Arabs and stressed that it is his intention to expand Arab settlements and to build more. Lapid is condoning Arab illegal land grabs, as documented by the NGO Regabim, and at the same time this traitor is destroying Jewish property in Judea and Samaria, the Jewish heartland of Israel. I really cannot find any adjectives to describe Yashatit. 
I think it is his lack of education. He is, I believe, a high school dropout, and that failed to provide him with the tools to rationally reason and contributes to his treacherous behavior. That's why he is not qualified to hold the highest office in the land. Fortunately, in just a few days, Israel will have the opportunity to show him and his ilk the door. I want to repeat what I've said several times before in order to prevent yet another election, and this time we must vote with our head, not our heart. That means to ensure that the largest party, and that's Likud, get a majority, and although our heart may be with one or another of the smaller parties, it is imperative to vote Likud if you want a right-wing government. We must prevent loss of votes that may not reach the electoral threshold. And let me say here that I, too, do the same and shall vote Likud for the very first time ever. Now I want to address the ridiculous notion of a two-state solution to establish a Palestinian state in the very center of our country, which is once again on the agenda in international circles, having been on the back burner in recent years. A little later I shall explain why that happened. The US President Joe Biden called the Palestinian state an entitlement, the basis for this allegation has never been explained to anybody. It was the Nazi propaganda minister, Josef Goebbels, may his name be erased, who said, and I quote, If you repeat a lie often enough, people will believe it, and you will even come to believe it yourself. And to explain it, he said, propaganda works best when those who are being manipulated are confident that they are acting on their own free will. Exactly those facts are being employed by the leadership of the Palestinian terrorists and their politicians in suit and tie. By contrast, the evidence for a Jewish presence in this land and our entitlement is well documented. Isaac Herzog was not my choice during the public debate before the Knesset made their selection for successor of Reuven Rivlin as the next state president. The other candidate was a woman of Sephardi origin and also highly qualified for the position, and my rationale was that it would be preferable to have a president who is not tainted by former party politics. However, since his inauguration, Israel's state president, Isaac Herzog, has confirmed the Knesset's choice. He has shown an ability to treat his many visitors as equals and not from aloft. Our president displays unbounding energy by his almost uninterrupted engagements of hosting organizations, visiting military and other important locations, and taking part in official state functions all of which he addressed with appropriate remarks. His foreign visits contribute greatly to Israel's prestige and his conversations with foreign leaders underline our contribution to the world of science and technology. 
In short, he is an excellent president and ambassador of our state. Next week, he will visit Washington at President Biden's invitation. A White House statement about the visit includes the sentence, they will consult on key issues including ways to advance equal measures of freedom, prosperity and security for both Israelis and Palestinians. Those are very plainly code words for two-state solution. And here I come back to my earlier comment on the choice of a politician for President of Israel. An undated old article by the Middle East Policy Council stated, he, Isaac Herzog, while leader of the opposition, told Kerry, the U.S. Secretary of State under Barack Obama, in the pair's fourth meeting in six months, quote, our citizens are being murdered and we must engage in the separation process that will serve as the basis for the reality of the two-state solution vision, which I firmly believe as the only solution to the conflict. Those were our President Herzog's words. I want to remind you again, the last Walters World program was my inclusive interview with the U.S. Ambassador to Israel, Thomas R. Knights. In case you missed it, it is available on demand from the Walter Bingham file page on our website. The Ambassador explained in absolute certain terms that it is the policy of the Biden administration to work for a two-state solution with land swaps on the 67 lines. A listener pointed out that this is not at all mentioned in the U.S. Security Council's Resolution 242. The ambassador said, however, that it is up to Israel and the Palestinians to agree on the details. We know full well that the so-called Palestinians have never in the past agreed to any proposal that includes a partition of Israel and will never do so. Their aim is to destroy the Israeli state and obliterate any signs of a Jewish presence in this land. President Herzog's visit to Biden is in my view therefore ill-advised and will achieve nothing beyond a handshake or embrace. It would have been wiser to wait for the result of the U.S. midterm elections on November 8th. President Herzog is accompanied on his visit to Biden by U.S. Ambassador to Israel, Thomas Knights. While on the subject of a two-state solution, Australia's new Labour government under Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has retracted their country's already limited recognition of West Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. The government's announcement came just hours after Australia's Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade dropped two lines on its website concerning the previous administration's recognition of West Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and deleted the line that said, Australia looked forward to moving its embassy to West Jerusalem after the conflict between Israel and Palestine was resolved. It was in 2018 when the Conservative coalition government led by former Prime Minister Scott Morrison formally recognized West Jerusalem as Israel's capital, but, as contested, 
reversing decades of policy. One of the contributory reasons is a result of Lapid's recent address to the United Nations General Assembly supporting a two-state solution. Ever since the covert and subsequently overt negotiations that culminated in the Abraham Accords, the hitherto obstacle to success, the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, had been sidelined. Lapid, who became Prime Minister not at the invitation of the President, but by a first-ever internal party arrangement, and who therefore has no mandate, unjustifiably and arrogantly addressed the UN as Israel's Prime Minister, supporting a two-state solution. By this action, unsupported by most of the Israeli people, he brought this matter back to the forefront of the agenda. It is also the cause and has encouraged the resurgence of Arab terrorism in Israel. This man would reverse all the world's prestige that the Netanyahu government has built and his policies would encourage continuous terrorism. I have on several occasions in the past written and spoken about the language employed by Yair Golan of the far-left Meretz party. As a Knesset member, he has a duty to, and not only uh, to be the role model to the general population, but very importantly express his political opinions in a polite and respectful way. Golan is reported as having called his fellow Knesset member Netanyahu the biggest political swindler in Israel's history. It was in 2016 that this know-all compared the events of the Holocaust with activities here in Israel among us. Golan had the gall to write this. If there is one thing that is scary in remembering the Holocaust, it is noticing horrific processes which developed in Europe, particularly in Germany in the 70s, 80s and 90s, and finding remnants of that here in Israel among us in the year 2016. Was he really comparing the anti-Semitic activities in Europe with events in Israel? This guy is talking out of the back of his head and should certainly also not be in a position of influence. This foul-mouthed individual thinks that he is still in command of units of soldiers that he can order around using inappropriate language. Let me tell you, General Golan, that you might know something about military strategy, but to use the military language which you employ and from one ex-soldier to another, you seem to know F all about the events of the Holocaust. It is time that you learn from your mistakes. Unfortunately, he is not the only member of Knesset who never learned how to write, speak or behave in public. It seems that some organizations of the UN or the EU or even some unimportant NGOs are making it their business to concentrate on Israel instead of dealing with the economic crisis that is overtaking Europe and many parts of the world. 
Their preoccupation with our country is not about Israel's contribution in sciences and technology and the help we provide to many underdeveloped countries. Oh no, they're trying to interfere in our internal affairs, reprimanding Israel on the way it handles our security problems. The latest is a second 28-page report which will be presented this week to the UN General Assembly, compiled by the UN Commission of Inquiry into Human Rights Violations in Israel, the so-called West Bank, and the Gaza Strip, accusing Israel of violating international law by annexing Palestinian and Syrian land. Not surprisingly, the commission is headed by the notorious Israel-hater, the anti-Semite, former UN rights official Navi Pillay. The report also accuses Israel of war crimes and asks for the arrest of Israeli government ministers. There is so much misery, so much hunger, so much poor health, and so much oppression of people in many parts of the world, but these human rights guys don't really care about that. It's much easier to get money, to get funds, for expressing hatred to Jews. But as I've often pointed at history, the Jewish people will always stand at the graves of their persecutors. So many rulers, so many empires try to destroy us, and they are all gone. But Am Yisrael Chai, the Jewish people are here. And with that I end. I am Walter Bingham, wishing all my listeners a good, safe and successful week. Please don't forget the plight of the elderly in these difficult economic times. Make it your business to visit your elderly neighbor. Goodbye. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. Just click the orange button at the top of the IsraelNewsTalkRadio.home page, log in as yourself or an anonymous guest, and join in on the fun. You'll meet other listeners from all over the world who listen to Israel News Talk Radio, and you can make new friends. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. It's the closest you can get to being in the studio with us. We love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips with scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candlelighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel. Plus, little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. 
Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 